0: Welcome in to another episode of Betting on the Rocks on the GTD Sports Network with your host, Zach Rieger. What is going on, everyone? You just heard it on the intro. Welcome back. Season two is going to be great. We have the new rebranding, no longer Zach Sports. Knew for a while that Zach Sports, it was a good start, good enough to get started, but was not what we needed and how I needed to really take this thing to the next level. So I'm very, very excited to now be betting on the rocks, be on the betting on the rocks podcast. And that wasn't the only big news. You think rebrand, that's huge. Well, we just had to keep adding and going and going. And we are now a part of the GTD Sports Network, the Going the Distance Sports Network. Very new, very young, very awesome, very fun group of people to be a part of. This is going to go through the roof just after a couple of meetings with them, uh, you know, post negotiation, whatever you want to call it, uh, post discussions of me joining. No, nothing but great things are going to come from this network. So very excited to be a part of that and help them out. They're going to help me out. It's going to be great. Uh, pretty soon I will start live streaming these episodes on the Going to Distance Sports YouTube and Twitch. So that's going to be super exciting. Uh, but for now, this week, just getting that first episode, season two, getting it back and uh, just going <laughs> to do the old fashioned podcast way. Uh, so I already talked about uh, GTD sports. Be sure to follow them on social media. Follow me on social media. Uh, follow them. They're at GTD underscore sports, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. They're on all that. Go ahead and follow me at Betting Rocks Pod. It was formerly at Zach Sports HQ, but now it's at Betting Rocks Pod and then at ZachRigger eighteen for my personal account where I uh, you get to see my frustrations and emotions really come out uh, when the plays start not going my way. So something to keep in mind, you know, a lot of good and fun stuff out there. So what we're doing on this episode is it it's football season. We know this college has been going on for a while now i had a great uh great week and i am i was 11 4 and 1 um uh, in week 1 and then you throw my 4 and 1 week 0 15 4 and 1 to start college football unbelievable start it was fantastic uh yeah so very excited about that really really ready to get into the NFL which i feel like i know better but i feel like a lot a lot of people do a lot better with college football, so we're gonna see uh, see what goes. And uh, this is gonna be very NFL focused, uh, but that does not mean I'm going to stop betting on college football just because that that's not gonna happen. If I'm, yeah, that, that's just not gonna happen. I cannot see that possibly possibly happening. Uh, but yeah, so that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna talk some futures. I got a ton of win totals um a game for tomorrow night or tonight whenever you listen to this i'm recording wednesday night uh so if you're listening to this wednesday night if you're listening to this thursday morning thursday afternoon if you're listening to this friday you can maybe make fun of me or be like man that guy's a genius on my play for thursday night football week one and then just some more week one leans and <laughs> just a little spoiler with the leans uh i have not placed any official bets yet uh, on week one except for the Thursday night game. But I went through and I was like, okay, I'll probably have like a handful of leans. Well, I have two, four, six, eight, nine leans. So we'll see what that turn that will turn into come Saturday and Sunday. But let's get into the show, man. I mean, I'm I'm excited to be back. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna have a lot, of, I'll get guests back on here soon, but you no know, much like season one, the first episode, the solo episode. Starting off season two, just a little NFL talk, just me, myself, and my awesome listeners. So super excited! I uh, know you saw the the uh, the logo. We are obviously betting on the rocks for the whiskey. You'll be seeing me have my whiskey glass uh, with different kinds of whiskey each week. You know, like to switch it up. Um, Right now, I got some nice rye whiskey. Uh, Been kind of on a rye kick lately. Uh, you know, you always hear bourbon scotch and throwing a little Irish, Canadian, uh, that, you know, are parts of it. But this rye whiskey's been great. Um, I mean, obviously you have zero sponsors right now, but redemption rye whiskey, that's what I'm drinking right now. Fantastic. Affordable, not that's not too affordable, if you know what I mean. Where you you're going down the uh the liquor aisle and you just see, ooh, whiskey. I, I saw I'm I look at the labels. Don't get me wrong. I look at the labels. Look, look at the bottles. Look at the aesthetic. You know that's true. That's how how they get you some. I was looking and I found a couple of them. I was like, okay, these look kind of cool. And I saw like seven dollars, ten dollars. I'm like, I, I'm not gonna do that. I've had uh, ten and under whiskey before, and I, that's that's no go. So this affordable, very uh, the, the good kind of affordable. As I just spilled a little bit, <laughs> a good kind of affordable where, you know, it's you're not going to break the bank, but you're still going to have a great time. It's going to be a great taste. You see, th- this is why I need some sponsors. You see what I'm doing, how good I'm talking about this. And th- this is just free. This is. Uh, but of course, it has to be genuine because it, it truly is. And uh, I'm very excited. To sit down, I hope you guys, if you want, have a glass of whiskey with me and let's talk some betting. Uh, once I get the live streams going, it'll be a lot more interactive. It's going to be fun. Um, cannot wait for that. Really cannot wait for that. Um, that's coming literally next week. Next week, I'll be live streaming. The date is still TBD, uh, but it's it's going to be exciting. So let's get in to the futures. Two, four, six, eight. I have eight win totals that I love. And at this point, could be the whiskey, could just be my football brain. I don't see how any of these lose. There's a few that I think are more certain than others. But I mean, these are these are fantastic. I, I think the odds I got them out were good. A couple of these were plus money, which was kind of surprising. So loving, uh, loving what I'm seeing here. Let's just start with the first one, the very first one I have. First win total Steelers over eight and a half. I mean, Mike Tomlin has not had a losing record since he's been on the series. I don't know last time the Steelers have had a losing record. I really don't. I, I truly do not. I'd have to Google it. You know, let, let's see. Let's see if I can do this real quick. because I am quite curious. Last time Steelers losing record let me see when was the last time 2003 yeah that sounds about right have not had a losing record so big ben has not had a losing record either so steelers i i know the l- division's very good i know the line had is uh the little skeeter i know they're they're not looking the best but the defense is still there they have the weapons they have big ben say what you want slim ben big ben you know he's He's a shell of his former self, but he can still get the job done. He can still spread it around to Deontay, to Claypool, uh, Najee Harris now coming out of the backfield. Uh, the Steelers, they're, they're going to be good. I mean, they're not – like the bet here is not Steelers make playoffs. The bet is here Steelers continue their record of <laughs> no losing records and just go 9-8. and eight. I, I don't see how the Steelers do not go nine eight and this was one of those plus money ones I believe I got it at plus one twelve I don't know what the numbers at now but at over eight and a half to get nine wins to go like essentially five hundred also side tangent I hate I I hate the seventeen games I do not because it's another game not because it's you know mess with my brain because it does but the fact you cannot go five hundred kills me unless you get a tie like eight eight and one like that's the only way you can go five hundred. That just it, it just does not sound right because I'm like you. I feel like the difference between like eight and eight versus like nine and seven versus seven and nine, like you can kind of tell like those are three different tiers. Here now it's just nine and eight versus eight nine, and it's just one game. I feel like the gap is just gigantic. I feel like it is gigantic. I also have the. uh Oh man, it's not looking good. I can. If you saw my Twitter today, you saw I did one final ride, one last ride with baseball. I haven't bet in a while. And the scary thing with baseball is, especially if you don't bet it for a while, trends change so often and, you know, teams go up and down. Pitchers could be doing awesome. Then you go away a couple of weeks and they've had like two of the worst outings ever. It's just, it's insane. When I was doing really good with baseball or really well with baseball, that's what I was, you know, looking at heavy every day, tracking everything, uh, paying attention to everything. And all of a sudden football hit and I have not been paying Asco's attention, decided to do one final ride. Uh, and if you remember uh, from season one bandwagon team, let's go. Oh, let's go. My bandwagon team was the Blue Jays. Let's go. Tay Oscar, baby, was the Blue Jays. Well, so I had to bet them. You know, hindsight, a little nerve-wracking knowing that uh, Derek – I put this before Derek Jeter uh, got named to the Hall of Fame, or at least before I knew um, <laughs> that he did. So a little risky going against the Yankees at home after Derek Jeter gets uh, chosen to go to the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, the Blue Jays, I Manoa on the mound, Blue Jays 9-1, their last 10. Yankees are struggling. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Once once again, Manoa's looked great. He gave up six runs last time, but he also pitched, like, five innings. He's gone five innings, like, essentially every start he's done, which is insane, and he went five and two-thirds today. Gave up three, but the Jays were up three-nothing, and then the Yankees, Brett Gardner of all people. Brett Gardner, like what? Brett Gardner hit a three-run bomb in the bottom of the fifth, tied it up. Everyone I saw on Twitter, everyone lied about the Yankees, Instantly, that was insane. But right, as I started talking about this, <laughs> Jays had a guy on third, two outs, and Teoscar Hernandez brought in a guy, brought in a run. Four three, Blue Jays, top seventh oh seven, oh one two outs. So yeah, if you hear me get excited or get pissed, that's that's what's going on. Uh, all right, I'm gonna watch one more pitch and then I'll get back to football. Ooh, okay, foul tip, one one or oh two count now, oh two count. All right. So Steelers over eight and a half really don't feel like I have to dive too deep into that one. I, I really don't. I just don't see how they don't go nine and eight. Like, yeah, this might like their division is very good. Their division is, you know, haven't, but the Bengals, that should be two wins. And then, I mean, even if they go three and three in their division, it seems very winnable to get six other wins out of that. Uh, Cause I mean, they're, they're still the Steelers stuff. Mike Tomlin's still Big Ben. They're, no one's looking at the roster and be like, ooh, we get the Steelers. You know, everyone, like, has to respect them, has to play. And no one's talking about their defense. Their defense is still stacked. The defense they had last year, a couple years ago, they still have those guys. They, Ooh, excuse me. They no longer have Bud Dupree, who's now a member of the Tennessee Titans. But other than that, you know, their defense is still going to be very, very good. Mika Fitzpatrick is unbelievable what they got for him. So if there's over eight and a half, especially at plus money. That was that was the quickest. I had that to my bet slip. Wow. Next one, another one. I don't really think I need to talk about much. I don't, I don't know how many of these I really need to talk too much in depth. Like I said, maybe that's just my cockiness, which means I'm going to go over on all these. But let, let's not focus on that. It's positive. Football's back. Football's back. Eagles under seven. that I think I got like minus one thirty. It's probably even higher now, but it's. They're not going to be good. They're, they're in a bad division, but they're not going to be good. Let me pull up their schedule again. They're just not. I don't see how they even get close to seven wins. I really do not. Let's see. So they have the Falcons. I'm going to talk about that Falcons-Eagles game a little bit later in this episode. But then they have the Niners, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Panthers, not in any particular is the Bucks. Let's see some other – the Saints, Chargers. Like, I, I don't see how they even get close. Like, I could see them being a 4-5-1 team, even with the extra game. Like, they're, they, they'll probably streak out maybe one or two division games just because it's a division game. But it's hard to think about all those, especially when you're playing outside of your division. Saints, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders – Lions, I could be a win. Um, and then throwing the 49ers as well. Like that's you know, not ideal. Very much not ideal. They're playing some tough divisions there. Jalen Hurts is not the guy, will not be the guy, will never be the guy. And I mean, Devontae Smith, like, I, I don't believe in Sirianni as a coach. Like, there's just I I can't say many positive things besides Devante Smith. And who knows how he's gonna do as a rookie. You know, we were kind of spoiled last year with some rookie-wide receivers going off. But before that, rookie-wide receivers, except for 2014, that insane class with Evans and Beckham and Jarvis Landry and all them, like, rookie-wide receivers normally don't go off at least early in the year. You know, sometimes towards the end, you know, you see a little promise. But, I mean, with that bad of a team, I guess the only thing is they're going to be down in games you can just force-feed Devontae. Because I... But I, I don't know if Jalen can get it there. You know, he's just going to want to run after his first, second look when he's not there. His, Devontae's going to go up against every team's number one. Every team's number one. You can put him in the slot. Like, you can try that to try to switch it up, which maybe can frame up a little bit. But he's going up against everyone's number one cornerback. Very tough situation there. Eagles under seven. And then Titans over nine. Yes, Titans bandwagon, Titans fan, but they just went 11-5 and five last year, and they got better. They lost their OC, their defense is whatever. I'm not going to talk about their defense. They added some pieces, Janoris Jenkins, Bud Dupree. So they add some pieces. D-coordinator, don't love the in-house D-coordinator hire. I've said this from the start, especially when your defense has been as bad as it has been. Um, so don't love the defense. But even with that defense last year, which – cannot be any worse this year cannot be oh man i'm just getting flashbacks to the third down defense last year that was brutal the amount of third and 14s i've seen given up like with ease it wasn't like they caught it and then they had to like break tackles it was just they caught it 20 yards on the field closest titan was five yards away ridiculous so anyways bad flashbacks once again happy it's football season football season we're happy (laughs) <laughs> so Titans over nine. Like they they have to get what 10 wins, nine to push, go ten and six in a division where they play the Jaguars and the Texans and combine four times. That's four wins right there. And they add Julio. I've talked about in fantasy. Julio will have his games. You know, Corey Davis was relevant uh last season. You know, it's great. Uh great for fantasy, you know. at I haven't been taking him anywhere just because of where he's going in the fourth round. I don't know if I trust him. Uh, obviously, an obvious improvement over Corey Davis, but fourth round is still a little high when, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's still going to be AJ Brown wide receiver one. It, it will be, um, I think with a new offensive coordinator, they will throw the ball a little bit more, not a substantial amount more, but I think they'll throw it a little bit more. Um, won't run it quite as much with Henry, but I mean, it's still going, offense is going to run through Henry. So it's going to be tough. Uh, but in real life, you know, that's why I say in fantasy, I'm not huge on, but in real life, oh, th- this is huge. Like, how are you going to stop the Titans offense? How, like Tannehill has been the most efficient quarterback since he took over the job in 2019, week seven. And then you have Derrick Henry, and so you have to load the box to try to stop him. But then you load the box, you're going to single coverage, like single cover A.J. Brown. You're going to single cover Julio Jones. You can't double both of them and load the box. Then we got Ferkser, baby. First will come in Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds was, is not a bad receiver at all. He was great at Texas a and he, like he, he He's shown flashes. He's just really never had a chance to be a – top tier guy, which I don't think he's going to be a top tier guy, but I don't think he needs to be a top tier guy. He's going to be productive. He's going to be much better. Uh, Adam Humphreys, who I was so excited when Humphreys came to Tennessee because um, he was just going to be what they need. Just a nice third down, reliable guy. Josh Reynolds is going to be that and more. So I mean, Josh Reynolds is going to have his games too. So very exciting. I, like Titans, the line at nine is ridiculous. It really is. It truly is. Hopefully it's changed since then. Hopefully it's well, I guess hopefully it hasn't because, you know, cash that at nine, get that at nine as soon as you can. Because I, I think they go at least 11 and six. Like that's, yes, Titans fan, whatever. But I think they go 11 and six, like at least could be better. I don't see them. Yeah. The line being at nine is ridiculous for the Titans. Anyways, which – like I said, everyone, when it was at nine, there was that tweet about how 99% of people were on uh, over nine. So, obviously, that's that's literally my only cause of concern. Literally, the only thing that scares me is that literally everyone is on them. So, Vegas know something, but whatever. Titans over nine. It just makes too much sense. So, whatever. Next one, Cardinals over eight and a half. And this is one I'm very excited about. Very excited about and a little nervous about I think the Cardinals are going to be an awesome team this year. Kyler Murray, D-Hop in year two, adding Rondale Moore even in the draft. You know, Chase Evans kind of taking that RB1 role with the pass catching, with James Conner spilling whenever he gets on the field, which he probably won't. And their defense is much improved. Zaven Williams out of Tulsa in the first round is awesome. One of my favorite guys coming out of the draft. And then J.J. Watt. So super – uh some big improvements there on defense. And really the only thing that's tough about the Cardinals is their division. But I think realistically, they're going to go at least three wins in their division. I think they at least split. At least split, kind of get everyone, uh, maybe get someone twice. But let, let's just say for this, I'm going to go through their schedule. And just to show, because this is kind of my thought process. You have to kind of go through the schedule a little bit. Um, really look at their division opponents got to do all this because I mean you can just sit back there and just kind of do easy thing like oh Titans over nine easy Steelers over eight and a half have a winning record easy um, but you still want to go back and you know look at their schedule so starting up against the Titans that's going to be a crazy game I'm for sure going to talk about that one in a little bit Vikings that's winnable Jags win uh, I'm just going to say worst comes worst two and four in division I think that's the worst they can do um titans will we'll say loss vikings i think that can be a win so that's three jaguars four browns ah, that's gonna be another good game uh we won't do that texans five panthers six bears seven lions eight cowboys nine and i mean there there's nine right there with a few gimme games as well so that's that that's what that's just what it is so i i just count them nine there and that's them only going two and four in their division and them um you know losing to titans colts browns you know losing to teams where they could easily win those games 100 percent I'm probably going to pick them to win a few of those games. But unless those kind of toss up games, I'm like, let's see. I'm going to put them as L's for now to where we get. I still hit nine, nine wins. So over eight and a half. Love that. Love Kyler this season. think he could really be offensive player of the year. Uh, him to D hop is going to be great. Cliff's offense, you know, kind of whatever at this point. But I think it's still going to be great. So over eight and a half for the Cardinals. Next, well, let's get a little under again. We We've only had the one under so far. Falcons under seven and a half similar to the Eagles. Just they're There's just not going to be very good. And they have a very good division. Their division has been great forever. And they used to help contribute to how good the division is. And now they just don't Coming from a tight end. Art Smith. He's going to be great. Um, and Calvin really is going to be great. Matt Ryan is still a thing. He's not going to be bad. Not going to uh, not going to be terrible, but I don't, I think they lose to the Saints twice. I think they lose to uh, lose to the Saints twice. Lose to the Bucks twice. Panthers. Who knows? They could lose twice to them too. No, they're they're not going to go zero six in their division. I don't think. But give me the Falcons under seven and a half. I'm, I'm going to try to speed these up a little bit, just so I can kind of get through uh, get through some of my other leans and the other talking points a little bit. You know. It's football. We're excited. We're sipping some whiskey. Haven't had a little sip in a while. Cheers. For listening at home, you know, hope hope he just cheers and enjoyed a little glass. Ooh, Boba Shett. I think he got. It. I think that's an out. Oh, great out. Awesome. Awesome play at the bag. Tagged the base while he was falling. Um, <laughs> so Broncos under eight and a half. This one changed a little bit. I got this uh, before Teddy Bridgewater wasn't in the starter. Uh, so that changes a little bit because this was a very much fade, uh, fade Drew Lock, But I still don't hate the pick. Teddy Bridgewater, he helped. Like, he's the better choice of the two, the safer choice, the better choice. But he's not, uh, he's not like, he's not going to go in and just destroy teams he he just won't he will not so let's see who we got Giants Jaguars Jets those are three very winnable games to start off so if they go 3-0 I'm gonna be sweating this so hard but then they followed up with Ravens, Ravens Steelers Raiders Browns Washington football team Dallas which I could see all being L. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. So all of a sudden they're three and six. I'm like, okay, we got a shot. Philly, then the bye. So say they beat Philly, four and six. Chargers, Chiefs, both L's four and eight. And then Lions will give them a win, five and eight. Uh, Bengals, six. we we'll, we'll get we'll give one of those an L. I could see the Bengals coming out. And then Raiders, she, I get. I think they can hit seven, you know, especially with Teddy. I think they hit seven now. So that this one's gonna be a sweater for sure. Uh, but I, I, still got the under eight and a half, no one seven or eight. I think. I think it's, that line's gonna be around the money, especially now with Teddy. A lot more confident uh, when it wasn't because Teddy just beats spreads. That's what he does. Um, Anyways, all right, let's move on. I got a couple more Patriots over nine and a half. I think to get Patriots 10 and seven, I think that's very, very likely, especially with Mac Jones, honestly. I think that helps the offense a lot and the defense. The Patriots literally get everyone back. Everyone forgets they had, I think, eight opt-out. Everyone forgets how many people (laughs) truly uh, just didn't play. And they still put together seven wins. They were seven and nine. And they had an offense that could not move the ball. And they had a everyone opt on defense. Now everyone's coming back. Mac Jones has looked great. He's gonna be able to, you know, manage the game, feed Damian Harris, is gonna be awesome, feed Jacoby, feed Janu, uh, Janu feed Hunter Henry, feed the new weapons. And for them to hit 10 and seven, I think that is I, I don't think that's gonna be an issue. Ten and seven. Miss the playoffs, make playoffs, whatever, but at least 10 and 7. Give me the Patriots. And then lastly, another under Bengals under six and a half. I I just I I don't see how they win over six games. I just, I do not. Their division, that's they legit could go 0 and six. I don't know if they will. They might squeak out a win just because divisions are always funky. Division games, there's always some something weird that happens, but the Bengals are that bad. Joe Burrow is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Joe Burrow is awesome. I like T. Higgins a lot. Joe Mixon is a very talented back when he's on the field. But they have no defense and they have no line. And that is just a recipe for disaster. For Joe Burrow, who's going to have to take a little bit, take a few hits to kind of get back into NFL game speed and game action. I love Joe Burrow. I think he is going to be awesome. But with Zach Taylor as the coach, and with the line and defense that they have and the division they have, I don't think they sniff seven wins. I don't think they sniff six wins. Bengals under six and a half, just division, no line, no defense. And it, it's a shame because I would like to see him with the weapons they have. Tyler Boyd's a very good receiver. Jamar Chase was great in college. He's uh, He's been struggling this preseason. He'll he'll turn it around. It, it, it is what it is. He hasn't played football in a year. But I still think they should have gone Sewell there. And I lost money on that. But you know, that's why I get for putting faith in uh the Bengals front office. So, anyways, before I get into the week one picks, I'm going to, of course, take one more sip of whiskey. But then I do want to mention I have one one Super Bowl winner, one like true, one like kind of non-win total future. And that is ooh. Now, not to build up more suspense on what that pick is, but, man, 0-1, two outs. runners on first and second. Ooh, they got the side armor in. Nice pitch. Nice pitch. They called that a ball. Oh, that's dumb. That was right in the zone. That was a perfect pitch. So, don't like that because that's bad juju, and that means they're definitely – Yankees are definitely going to get a run here. Oh, well. Uh, but, anyways, my pick, Super Bowl champion pick at plus 1250 green bay packers i have no idea what they are now um i can try to find it real quick but i did this right i did this the day of before sportsbooks took it down before all that stuff i did this hit this as soon as i saw the last dance insta photos how petty how awesome that was last dance packers i was already kind of thinking packers could do it this year but aaron Rodgers, Devontae adams do the last dance i'm like Give me all that. Just throw it in plus 1250. Put a little bit on it. Pack all the way. That's my Super Bowl champion for this. Strikeout Blue Jays. Let's go. Great pitch. Beautiful. Got him to swing and miss outside the zone. So it all evened out on that terrible call. So anyways, all right. So we'll run through it one more time. Steelers over eight and a half. Eagles under seven. Titans over nine. Cardinals over eight and a half. Falcons under seven and a half. Broncos under eight and a half. Patriots over nine and a half. Bengals under six and a half, and then Packers to win it all. Last dance plus 1250. Let's get into some week one. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to talk about all these games in a ton of depth because I'm, you know, we, we got to get through this. Week one, tomorrow, they get, I'm happy I got Bucks eight and a half. I got Bucks minus eight and a half. Get on them as soon as you can. Hopefully, by the time you're to this, you're already you already picked a side, especially if you're going bucks, because it started six and a half when like the schedule first came out. Then it was seven and a half. Now it was eight and a half. I got on today a couple books. I saw nine and a half. So it's just gonna keep rising. And I, I saw one nine and a half this morning. At least the nine and a half, it was like plus one oh five. So it was at least like plus money. Now I saw minus one ten. So it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna keep moving. A lot of people on the Bucks, but it's hard to not pick the Bucks. You just have to think it's gonna be the Bucks. They were seven and five last year. Then they went on that huge winning streak. Have not lost since they were seven and five. Got everything clicking. Returned literally everyone on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball, they returned everyone. And Corbacks and with Bruce Arians, year two. What kind of what Brady was uh, end of the season last year. Very scary with the weapons they have. Very scary. And the Cowboys, I'm not sold on, you know, offense is going to be great, but the Bucks defense is pretty good. Very good. I should say. And the Cowboys defense is just not good. Micah Parsons, he's going to be great. He really is, but I don't see how he truly helps them out a whole lot, you know, their run defense wasn't great last year. But of the two, run defense versus pass defense, I would say the pass defense was a little bit more urgent, a little more of a necessity, a little more of a need. And, I mean, Michael Parsons, you know, he's he top-ten guy, should be a top-ten guy. But I, I don't think they addressed enough this year to really compete with Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, who is healthy now, I just saw. He is healthy, he's good to go, ready to play, which helps out a few of my fancy squads, so cheers to that. But outside of tomorrow, where I'm going to be sweating it, because get this line where you can. Hopefully you got it 8.5 or less, but now even 9.5, I would probably still take it just because I think they win by at least 10. Anything over that? I don't think so, but I don't think it'll go over that unless just an insane amount of people get on campus uh, tomorrow. But anyways, let's get into some week one leans. Like I kind of said early in the show, uh, I was um, thinking I was just going to have a handful to talk about, and I did way more than just a handful. So going kind of burn through these, I have not placed any of these bets yet. Kind of want to see closing lines. Kind of want to do a little more research. But who knows, I might just throw them all in. So Vikings minus three, Bills minus six and a half, Panthers minus four and a half. I guess I should talk a little bit. Vikings, Vikings are a much better team. Their defense is much improved. Mike Zimmer has had uh, just absolutely awesome defenses, except for last year. So their defense is going to be back to at least better than last year. Then their offense is still going to be good with Kirk, Dalvin, Justin Jefferson coming into year two, Adam Thielen still being Adam Thielen. So I th- think the Vikings – and I just talked about how bad the Bengals are going to be. You know, Denell Hunter is going to be back for the Vikings, so their line's not going to be able to hold up. The Bengals aren't. So Vikings minus three. I think that line should be a little bit more. Uh, Bill's my six and a half. Steelers, I think, are going to be good. But the Bills are just that good. And I think they can win by a touchdown at home. Uh, much better team. Panthers minus four and a half at home against the Jets. Same Darnold revenge game. Uh, Panthers are just a better team. You know, Zach Wilson, he's looked great in training camp, but still a rookie in his first game. Uh, Panthers are very young on defense. So uh, Jets still probably will put up some points. But I think Panthers can win by five. Titans are... Cardinals over 52, one of the highest over-unders of the weekend. Not not the highest I saw Chiefs Browns was around 54 at this moment. But 52. I like how it's not the highest because it should be. <laughs> you no, know, Cardinals are gonna be high scoring offense, high scoring team. And oh baby. Jay's up five three. I couldn't tell if that was a replay or not. Jay's up five three, top eight. Let's go. Keep it going, Jays. Let's go. Bandwagon squad. Um, Titans overs they've been the best Overs team I said Tan was the Most efficient quarterbacks as he took over and he Has also led the best Overs team because of how bad the Titans defense Is which I think will still be pretty bad In 2021 I think Cardinal's very good Offense as well Improved defense but You're I mean you're not going to stop Stop the Titans offense You really aren't so over 52 I think that's a smash play as well um, have a couple free plays. My third one on that. So I'm like over four free play. So I probably shouldn't, but I, I have a couple more. So <laughs> need to throw it out there. Uh Washington football team. I've seen the same from minus one to a pick them. I kind of lean Washington football team, you know, chargers, I think are going to be really good this year, but I also think the Washington football team will be as well. And I just think too many people are on the chargers and This is kind of one of those games the defense is gonna come out, you know, pop them in the mouth, and they could win this game in a gritty game. So I'm this is a big lean. This this one I'm not the first one's I think I'm I'm probably gonna end up placing this one, so not sure yet. This next one I'm gonna talk about, also one that please don't let me bet. Falcons minus three. Please don't let me bet the Falcons. (laughs) Please, I can't start week one, just where I've been the last two, three years of betting the Falcons. But they're playing the Eagles week one at home. And they're only – I'm going to end up betting the Falcons. I 100% am going to bet the Falcons. But, oh, man, if you're on Twitter, please follow me on Twitter and talk me out of it. I don't care what stat you have to throw. I don't even care if the stat's real. You can make something up. Just tell me, and I will will just go. I just need people – you know, I need like once a day. I need Friday. I need Saturday. And I need Sunday morning especially. Sunday morning. Everyone, please (laughs) – please at ZachRigger18, let me know. Tweet me, tag me, say do not bet them. Give me some BS reason on why the Eagles are going to cover and do not let me bet Falcons. I'm looking out for you. I I want you guys to be there for me. And then let's see, 49ers minus seven and a half. Getting off that or else I'm going to talk myself into the Falcons on this episode. So 49ers minus seven and a half. They're playing the Lions. They're not good. Lions are not good. 49ers are good. And this was six and a half. Now it's seven and a half. That that doesn't really bug me or bother me. I think the Niners just absolutely, excuse me, absolutely just destroy the lines this game. You just gotta go week one, go with a heavy favorite. And uh the Broncos minus three. This was kind of another one. Broncos Giants. This was kind of a pick them Now it's probably up to three, just with Giants. The, kind of the uncertainty there. Then Teddy Bridgewater being named the starter. And I kind of leave Broncos minus three, Teddy Bridgewater can just get the job done and at least get a push, like just to win at home. Cause their defense is very good. The weapons are really good. Um, when he was a quarterback and he, he's just been a very good quarterback against the spread. He just has been, you know, in Carolina last year, they will lot. He was great against the spread. <laughs> Oh, uh, he was great against the spread, in New Orleans a little different situation, but still great. Um, let's see, and then kind of my last lean: Patriots minus two and a half against the Dolphins. That's going to be a great game. I part of me just wants to stay away and just watch this game. Um, but Pats to win by a field goal. I think that I think that is the bet. Um, like I said, so many leans, so many more than I thought. <laughs> Uh, heading into this but that that's going to do it that is going to wrap up uh season two baby betting on the rocks podcast just feels so good to say i'm so excited so excited about this partnership with gtd it's going to be awesome be sure to follow them on tiktok youtube twitch instagram twitter they have they have everything i only have twitter and tiktok yeah, Twitter and TikTok. That's all I got. <laughs> so be sure to follow me as well. I post my plays on Betting Rocks Pod every pretty much every day. Uh it hasn't been quiet every day yet because I've kind of focused on football and kind of transition, but post all my plays there. If you want to see that emotional, just that heartbreak, that excitement, go follow my personal account at ZachRigger18. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a very fun season. Football is here, football is back. And thank you all so much again for listening. I really appreciate it. And one last time, cheers. And let's have a great, great first NFL Sunday. Peace out.